Welcome to Viewpoint on Construction, our podcast series that offers modern takes on a transforming industry. Beyond the latest construction technologies and best practices, this podcast series looks at the innovative ideas, creative voices, and forward-thinking themes that are shaping our industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I am once again thrilled to be here and especially thrilled to have with me today, Mr. Greg Shopman. Greg, good. I'd say good morning, but I never know where you are in the world. Where Where are you, sir? <laughs> well, sometimes I don't know where I am. I was actually on your coast uh, this week, Mr. Wayne, but uh, I am actually in sunny Tampa, Florida, uh, where I consider home. So oh. this is a uh, good to be broadcasting from a very friendly location. So. Wow, you sound like you're right next door, sir. Well, I am uh, I am currently in the Bay Area, so this is a remote from our, well, you're probably not in a hotel room. You're probably in your actual house. Um, I'm, I am actually in my office, uh, which uh, I, I had to actually figure out if I had keys for that, but uh, no, I am in the office, so it, like I said, it's uh, good to be a, doing a rare home engagement. So. Yeah, you know, this is a little backwards. Usually you're on the road and I'm calling you from my office. Well, <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, obviously, Greg and I go back a little ways. But um, in, in speaking with Greg recently, we were talking about one of the topics that he's been presenting on all over the country and other countries, too. And that is succession planning. So before we even begin, Greg, can you can you frame this issue for us? What what are we talking about when we're talking about succession planning? Succession planning, and it's it's fascinating because this subject that we deal with so much in as consultants for the industry, but also just because, uh, as we all know, Wayne, none of us are getting any younger. Um, so the idea of making sure the business has some sort of continuity, uh, whether you know I'm uh, 45 years old or whether I'm 75 years old, and I do realize 75 is the new uh, 35. So. Uh, the idea of making sure that we have a good continuity plan in place for our business to make sure we're successful long after uh, I've, I've exited the business. And, and maybe those uh, folks that exit the business come down and live with me in Florida. But either way, this is such a pressing because it, it, it's a strategic issue that you it's, it's not like deciding to sell a car or sell a house. Uh, we, we put a sign up and say, uh, oh, for sale, uh, come by me. Uh, in fact, there's so many things that are related to our business and making sure we have that right leadership, right ownership. And yes, there are in some cases two different things, but to make sure you have a strong continuity plan, make sure it is this strategic initiative for your organization. All right. So it, it's more than just who's going to step in and take over my desk and when I when I walk, get up and walk out this seems like it is a complex multifaceted probably longer term activity than most people think about or probably as, uh, assign to it in their lives in their work is, is that is that accurate do you, in your travels do you feel that most people are just about right in the amount of time and thinking that they devote to this topic or is it something that just comes up and they realize, oh, man, uh, I'm, I'm out of here in a few months and I really don't have a plan? Where, where are we as an industry, as, as contractors, in, in thinking about it? 
I think in, in many cases, firms punt on this issue, and it, it's not for lack of trying. I, I think you look at it from just a sheer psychological perspective, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You know, none of us like the thought of getting any older, but making sure that we, in fact, have a plan in place has to start much, much earlier. So the idea of that younger generation saying, hey, give me the keys to the car. I'm, I'm ready to go. And the uh, more senior generation saying, oh, you're not ready yet. There, there's a little bit of confronting your own mortality. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's, that's one of the first hurdles that it's, we're all keeping the seat warm, as I like to say, for the <laughs> next generation, assuming we want the business to have legs long after we exit the business, but also for that the exiting generation to get the worth that they want. Mm-hmm. And, and it's that there's a conundrum there as well, because I, I want to maximize my wealth as I'm exiting the business. The, the new generation obviously is saying, well, obviously what's the old adage of uh, buy low, sell high. Yeah. And uh, so right. internal transactions are, are uh, something that is a very common aspect to our business. So to answer your question, I would say not enough businesses make this a strategic priority. Also, one very important clarification on this, yes, it, there is a component of, we'll call it the ownership transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm the president of my company, I own 100%, uh, and I'm uh, maybe bequeathing it to a son or daughter or a relative or a key personnel in some way, shape, or form, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing. On the other hand, succession planning is also about what I would call non-ownership stake. So I have plenty of clients that are dealing with this right now, Mm -hmm. Uh, a chief estimator that's leaving the business, a a CFO leaving the business. So you're now taking key leaders, you know, your your key quarterback or running back, and, and they're going into retirement. You know, have you done enough succession planning there so it, it is two-pronged. It's a, it's a management succession as well as ownership succession, leadership succession. I, I know that's a lot to digest, but to just go, well, I'm good. You know, I have a, a family that's in the business or I have a, a couple key people that, you know, eventually will buy me out. We're okay. Well, what about their successors? What about the, it's, it's that cascade effect, as I like to say. So be thinking about that as we go through your process. And, and the last thing I'll say is this process, if it, if it isn't already very explicitly clear, mm-hmm. it's a five to 10 year process all day long and twice on Sunday. So oh my goodness, yeah. making sure that you, you have that. So if you are in fact 65, uh, and once again, 65 is the new 45, so we're good. <laughs> but the idea of having that plan in place and you go, okay, I'm ready to sell now. Well, there's a couple of keys there. Do you have the right people? Do they have the money to buy out your your share? There's a whole lot going on. So obviously a little more than you asked for, Wayne, but that gives you some perspective. No, I I think we're done here. I think we can wrap it up now, sir. Uh, no, that, that was <laughs> so it's solved. We can drop the mic. You know? <laughs> absolutely, drop the mic. Walk away, Greg. Not very far. Probably into your kitchen, right? Uh, but. Um, <laughs> 
But, you know, one thing you mentioned, a few things that you mentioned really resonated with me. And first and foremost was the motivation you provided all of our listeners to come and live with you uh, in Florida when they do, <laughs> when they when they execute a good succession plan. Uh, so if you would just at some point during the broadcast or give us your full address, that would be wonderful. Um, <laughs> certainly, certainly. <laughs> awesome. Great. But uh, one, one question that comes to mind is you're mentioning all of this and I'm thinking about it actually playing out couple, several questions, one of which is is how much do you see ego playing into this as a, uh, a bad player, perhaps, in the succession planning process? This is, you know, construction typically, especially with smaller firms, tend to be family-run businesses. There's a lot at stake. There's legacy. There's ego. I can see that playing both ways in, in this succession domain, right, where one yep, side... There. You really want that company to, to be your legacy. On the other, you can't imagine it running without you, and so you don't plan for that. I, I, do you, how do you see that dynamic playing out? Well, it, the, this whole concept of ego, I, it is multi-pronged because what you hear from the, we'll call it the veteran generation of, or the, the more seasoned veterans, well, they're not ready yet. They want the keys to the kingdom immediately. You hear the, that younger generation saying, well, they just won't give me an opportunity. So the answer is somewhere in the middle. I guess the first question businesses really need to ask themselves is, are you proactively dealing with this concept of succession? Are you, in fact, working on it, communicating it? And I'm not saying uh, ordain anyone the next king or queen of the business mm -hmm. or a department head. But if we sit down and say, Wayne, what do you want to be when you grow up and, and develop a very constructive plan to help people achieve that, provide constructive feedback. And that means the good and the maybe constructive and, and no one likes hearing those things, but we need to be very forthcoming in this process. What happens, and I, I see it all too often, we're, we, it's, it's interesting in this industry because uh, we tend to very be very blunt and speak our minds, but when it comes to personnel feedback, we get very, I don't know, squeamish. Right. And and I see all too often the exiting you know parties go, well, I you know, I, I don't think John or Mary's ready. And I'm like, well, do they know that? No, 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 I haven't told them. And I go, well, they think they're ready. So there's this huge <laughs> disconnect. And to say that, well, that's the exiting folks or the incoming folks, whatever it might be, there's fault along all sides and giving feedback is difficult, but that's one part of this. I think the other part of it is also explaining risk to people. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there, there's this concept you, you hear all too often now, the new generation, you know, and as a, a, an interesting segue is more interested in renting than buying. Well, when you start to say to a, a younger man or woman and say, here's the, we're going to sell you some stock in our organization or ownership stake, but there's a risk that it may not go as well as planned. Sure. Number two, we may have, you may have to put your house on the line because the bonding company is going to want to see it. The bank is going to want to see that. You know, I think all too often you ask younger folks, and I mean like kids, what do they want to be when they grow up? Right. Uh, I want to be president of a, of a company or something like that or something other than being a firefighter or, you know, oh, yeah. an astronaut. Challenge there is what we forget to tell people is ownership isn't everything. A lot of folks just want to be highly compensated managers, but they think that they have to kind of ascend to the throne. And I think one, not everyone's ready for that. Not everyone's capable of that. Right. But if we're not communicating it effectively across the business, this concept of ego 
plays into it. And when you really sit down and say, hey, being an owner of a business is wonderful. I'm an owner of my business and I, it, it's outstanding. At the same time, there are things that keep me up at night, you know, relative to making sure, you know, our business is successful long term. Sure. My people have got a paycheck, you know, and they're compensated well and we get the best talent. I mean, those things, when you kind of portray it that way, and I'm not a contractor, so good news is I don't have my house on the line, but I think those are the things that we need to be very transparent about as business owners, as business leaders. You may find that folks go, ooh, that's kind of icky. I'm not really good with that. Uh, you might have folks that uh, just needed a little bit of kind of the scales knocked off their eyes, so to speak. Right. I, I think I, I think the, the key theme here is communication, communication, communication. And I know that sounds very basic, but I, I would be curious if the listeners are on today's podcast, if they have enough perspective on what this should look like, I think that will really help them as a business. And, and really kind of almost kind of use the thumbs up, thumbs down. If I ask you right now, how well would you gauge your succession plan? Then how would you gauge your communication internally? What kind of, would you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? And be honest with yourself right. and then start to develop the plan. Even if you are a little bit older per se, mm -hmm. that's okay. But you know, you're going to have to be thinking about this sooner rather than later. And I think that that probably is a, a good bellwether for how well a transition of ownership or power in a company takes place is the quality and quantity of communication that takes place within that firm. And, and I've seen that myself in my travels. I was speaking to someone who was preparing to exit uh, her company. And uh, she was doing all the right things that, you know, from me listening to you over the years, sir, that I knew that one should right. probably do. And we were just sitting down chatting about it. And uh, she had a great analogy, which I, I think everyone can relate to if you're not a business owner. And, and I would mention, by the way, that the things we're talking about now don't just apply if you're owning a business. They apply if you're in management of a, of a company. You will probably need to be involved in this process at some point. You may become the owner someday, but it's important to know whether or not your company has a succession plan, right? I mean, if they don't, you, regardless of your position in the firm, could be at higher risk if that plan isn't in place going forward. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But, 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 you know, to my anecdote, this, uh, the, the owner of this firm said, you know, it was like when my daughter first started driving. It was both the most liberating and terrifying moment of my life. <laughs> I didn't have to drive her X, Y, and Z anymore, but oh my gosh, I had to let her drive herself. Um, but, uh, and I asked, well, is she fine? Did she get into any accidents? And there was a pause. <laughs> she said, no, she's fine. So, I mean, that that to me was a bit of the analogy when we talk about ego and letting go, which, which I think people can relate to. You did, of course, you mentioned communication as the fundamental aspect of this, as it is in so many things. Let's talk about some of the other, you know, closer to the runway types of things that folks can or should be doing as they're starting to think about an exit strategy? What are what are some of the best practices out there from a logistical standpoint almost, uh, Greg, that you've seen? Sure, I think there's no silver bullet as we all know, but I do believe that some of the things start with one, what is your strategy? And I know leave it to the business consultant to talk about strategy, but <laughs> some of that is gonna define, you know, if, if you have ambitions of growing the business, doubling in size or tripling in size or opening up satellite offices or, or opening up a service group, whatever that might be, some of that is going to be part of what that next generation is gonna to have to deal with and manage. So 
I would say part of your strategy, you know, as we talk about initiatives internally, here's a great fertile ground for training and developing people in what I call a low-risk scenario. So, for instance, we have some strategic initiatives internally in our business. Well, let's kind of earmark John and Mary and Steve and Janet to kind of lead those simpler initiatives and see how well they do, Mm -hmm. how much buy-in they get. Do they tend to be very focused on, no, I can't work on that business stuff because I'm too project focused. Well, you know, unfortunately, business leaders have to be very, you know, holistic and can they separate and get to what I call 30,000 feet? Mm -hmm. That's one area. The feedback loop. Are we constructively giving these people feedback on a regular basis? Do we have some sort of mechanism for coaching to where maybe, maybe they don't feel comfortable going to the boss, you know, because here's the person that may, may or may not give them stock or ownership or whatever that is. So do they have an internal coach that they're going to be successful with? I think that's part of this process. The other thing, and this is a very granular subject, but probably one that bears mentioning is also the model. So as I said, this five to 10 year process is important for us because you know what you're paying your people. You know what the equity of your business has. So let's say I have a five million in equity that I want to eventually get out of this business. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what you're paying your PMs and supers and CFOs and whoever else. And if you go at your you know, 65, I want to sell. Give me five million dollars. They're going to look at you like you got ten heads. <laughs> um, I think the idea of saying, well, this is going to, have to be a structured buyout over some period of time, and is that a route? Is it maybe an ESOP that we're going to go, some sort of employee stock ownership plan? But that then feeds back into said strategy again. What is our strategy? Those two components, uh, I I think, are important. I, I think a lot of people tend to either focus on, A, the financial model first and make that their focus. Or they focus on the people side, but then they forget, well, we got to get some, you know, we got to be able to pay for this thing. So you have to look at them in tandem. And that's why starting earlier, I have clients that are, you know, I mean, just very, what I call entrepreneurial men and women that are, you know, in their mid to late thirties. And I tell them now, I'm like, okay, what's your succession plan? Well, they're like, Craig, you know, you're older than me, uh, which is a very (laughs) scary thought. Um, But I, I said, I hear you who's your succession plan? <laughs> and and I think, you know, it, it jogs in the reality that if you want to just simply, you know, when you hit 65, turn off the lights, you know, close the door and walk away, which I wish it was that easy. That's okay. But I think about, let me say 90 to 95% of business owners say, I want to see this thing go on and grow to be something greater than when I had it. Right. Even if I'm a second or third generation, I still, I want it to be seven generations or eight, Mm -hmm. but this is why it's so important. So, I mean, I think those simple best practices and, you know, says easy does hard as we say in the South, (laughs) I think those are important for us to, to recognize that we're going to be, we need to develop that plan much sooner and, and make it something that we can't just delay saying, well, you know, on our strategic plan, we're going to focus on our job costing system. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that's something very tangible. You know, I can, I can buy a software program. I think I know some good folks or can get some sort of, you know, my technology solution. Well, this mm-hmm. is everything I've set up to this point is a lot of softer stuff. And Wayne, we both know how well our industry deals with the softer side. Um, so <laughs> there, there, uh, wait, I, I could go right. on for days, oh. but I think those are some of the big ones. <laughs> there, there is a softer side? Really? 
Yeah, I'm still trying to find it, but wow. yeah, absolutely. Right, you let me know. I'll let you know if I find it. No, we all know that there is. And this is actually our, our industry. And one thing that certainly attracted me to it was the, the people side of it. As I'm hearing you speak, and it's resonating completely with me because I've seen these same things, um, I'm curious as to what trends you're seeing. Uh, let me clarify. In the past, when speaking to owners who might be thinking about exiting, uh, most of the discussion is all around financial issues, right? And uh, mm -hmm. everything to do with financial management and not very much to do with people and people development. So given the labor, well, I'll use the word crisis, I'm not sure that that's even hyperbolic anymore in our industry, uh, given the labor shortage, the aging of the the workforce and all of the initiatives around workforce development, is that helping this process? Is Are we developing people in a more structured way, uh, bringing people up, identifying future leaders? Do you see that happening more with the workforce efforts going on in the industry? Uh, unfortunately, Wayne, I don't think I'm seeing enough of it. I think there's a lot of people in our industry that have, we'll say, heard the call of all the labor issues, uh, whether it's you know, craft people, project managers, superintendents, and, and they've said, this has to be on our strategic radar and we're going to deal with it. I would say some of the more progressive companies I work with, I work with a lot of great organizations. So to say that they're making it uh, an initiative is something that I think that it's got everyone really thinking, but talk is cheap. There are probably not enough effort in our industry, uh, and there are, are great initiatives. It's funny, this morning I was I was looking at my social media feed and, and seeing you know all the discussions about uh, craft labor shortages and anything, I try to avoid all the political fun stuff, but some of the issues that are continually plaguing our industry. Mm -hmm. But And there are some amazing solutions out there from folks like AGC, ABC, MCA, SmackNA, the, the alphabet stoop goes on and on, as well as the things that Viewpoint is doing. Obviously, you know we're, we're for-profit business as well at FMI, but we want to see this industry continue. But I think it's thinking about everything strategically while we're building work. And I think we would probably both agree that the market is hot right now. So the folks I was with earlier this week were talking to me about employee burnout. Mm -hmm. So if this doesn't kind of just spit in the face of what everything we've talked about, <laughs> they're, they're worried about attrition and people leaving because they're so busy. Men and women are working days and nights and weekends and we're kind of, and they're kind of getting flustered. So now we're going to say, oh, and by the way, uh, go do a training program or spend time working on the business. Yeah. Uh, you know, you kind of get that look my, my dog gives me, you know, every now and again, <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I think that's a little bit of what we have right now. That's not to say there are not great initiatives out there or great organizations, but it's also this kind of what we'll call it a tailwind with a good market. So, you know, do we take advantage of the good market and do we punt on training and, and talent development? Well, the alternative, and we, we both were speaking a, a lot on this during the recession. Well, companies were saying, well, we just got to get work and we can mm -hmm. punt on training and development when we get work. So you, you see the conundrum that we've created. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, it's we're either feast or famine. We're constantly punting uh, on this topic for one reason <laughs> or the opposite reason, right? Exactly. Uh, but it's but it's one that does sneak up on us because um, last I checked, time continues to flow forward. So, like I said, we're all getting older. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Uh, 
some of us are getting better. Um, so, so <laughs> like a fine wine. I, I mean, myself not included, but well, so so the resources, Greg, that are out there to help people do this. If if you're listening to this, you're a contractor going, all right, I kind of see the issue. Yes, I care about my business and my exit from the business. Where do you start? What do you do? Thinking strategically and communicating, of course, those are great necessary things. Uh, where where do you go though to even begin? You know, blank piece of paper, right? Succession planning written on the top. What would you suggest? What are some recommendations for help? I think a, an owner or ownership group really, first of all, needs to kind of decide. They were just to kind of start with that blank piece of paper and say, all right, if I was to go away tomorrow, not that, and I always like to, people use the red truck scenario. Mm -hmm. um, I prefer the uh, win the Powerball lottery scenario, uh, much, much prettier and uh, not nearly as, as depressing. But you're, you're such if a you positive, went away tomorrow. You're, you're such a positive person, Greg. I just have to. I try. I try. It's, uh, <laughs> but the idea of, okay, if I went away tomorrow, who would take this business right now? So, and now you still may have a blank piece of paper after you answer that question. Right. But let's say you, you, you come up with a person, we'll say Mary. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, now the next question is, what about my key stakeholders? So if you have those chief estimator, operations manager, general superintendent, accountant, if they went away tomorrow, who would do their job? You may have some blank spaces. Now the next question comes to, all right, where do we see this business going? So you and, and or you and your partners, you know, need to kind of go, all right, well, I see us growing this enterprise to $50 million. I'll just pick a nice round number. Right. Uh, we're at 25 now. In 10 years, we're going to be 50 million and be profitable, which is obviously the most important thing here. Mm -hmm. um, all of those things, now we can work backwards and go, well, let's look at our org chart. You know, where are those holes that I just mentioned? what needs to be you know, kind of put to the front burner. And we need to go out and start recruiting and, and not just saying, hey, you know, we're, we're looking for a future president. Would you like to take the job? Right. Even in your ranks of the project managers and supers and key foremen and estimators, whatever it is, develop from there the next step is the plan. What does their educational, their training and development? It's funny, just as a quick aside, I, I was thinking of a client that, did this very well. They brought in newbies to the business, you know, right. green project engineers, and they had a very strong training and development program for folks in years zero to five. So you got to know everything you wanted to know about software construction. Uh, you name it, you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. That's great. The problem is after that fifth year, you kind of got pushed out of the nest and there was this belief that, well, we've trained you, you know, so now go be successful. Yep. And if you also looked at the sentiments that what I'd call five to 10 year person, our senior project managers, maybe there was a, a little bit of cynicism. There was also some definite skill gaps, but their skill gaps were not about doing submittals or scheduling or concrete. It was all around how to talk to people, how to manage customers, mm -hmm. you know, how to give feedback, like we've said over and over. So if anything, ask another question on your blank piece of paper should be around, 
training. Mm -hmm. What does that training and or development look like? And without sounding like a billboard, obviously there are amazing programs out there, whether it's you know our own leadership institute, but even then local programs for mm -hmm. leaders, you know, whether it be leadership Portland, I know leadership Tampa, I'm an alumni, anything that where you can continue to grow because in fact the development is going to be less on those hard skills and probably more towards those soft people, business skills. Right. And I, that needs to be part of this. And then that feedback and coaching, you know, which isn't something you say, well, we're going to sit in from eight to five and, and get education on it. It's, it's more of a breakfast with your mentor, you sure. know, maybe once a month or once every couple of weeks and mm -hmm. talk about things. So I, I know that was kind of fed you through a fire hose, but I think those are some of the avenues. If you're starting with the blank canvas, Mm -hmm. You know, where do we start sketching from there? And I think that piece of it, and, and you can say, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> now we see why it, it shouldn't be punted, per se. Sure. And, and, and Greg, I will say this because I, I know you won't, being the, the humble gentleman that you are, but uh, FMI actually does have some outstanding resources. I know that personally. So I'm going to pitch you, sir. Uh, and I'm going to Thank gonna you, sir. I'll, I'll take any pitch. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to attempt to remember your website, top of mind. I believe it's fminet.com. Did I get it right? Yes, sir. FMINET.com. There you go. Uh, FMI, unfortunately, was taken, so we had to add the net, but right. uh, yep. yeah, definitely reach out. <laughs> yep, yep. So, you know, please encourage our uh, listeners to reach out to uh, any resource, but definitely encourage you to start with that blank piece of paper, because that's where every great concert novel ever began, right? Exactly. So, so Greg, with in, in this, which, you know, to me seemed like a fairly concise, short topic, I'm now realizing there is a lot. Uh, succession planning really touches almost all aspects of a company's operation, especially with regards to people development. So if you wanted our audience to remember one thing about this topic, Greg, and our regular listeners know and anticipate this, that's right, it's nugget time. <laughs> Greg, I, I, I don't know if I warned you about this, but every podcast we ask our guests to provide that one piece of information that they would love our audience to come away with and remember what would that be in this topic from you sir boy that's a great one there wayne i actually i, I got hung up when you said chicken i was i'm, I'm at lunch here so oh, <laughs> I, I apologize. Um, <laughs> no 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 you got me hungry there but no in all seriousness uh to me the nuggets are when you think about succession, the, the time, that five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. So look at how old you are now. Don't punt. Uh, do not delay. Um, whether or not you enlist the services of, of some industry expert, I, I think just simply spend the time working on your business, probably as much as you do in the business. And mm -hmm. I get it. This isn't always fun to talk about. You know, it's, it's, Kind of like you know, to, talking about a will or you know, or, you know, things like that. But this isn't because it should be exciting yeah. to see where your business is going to go. So I would say, you know, to me, the the key aha is the time for this true ownership transfer management succession is five to ten years, and it's that the yeah. ownership transfer, the money side, 
and the management succession, which is the people side. Right. Don't forget them. They're the yin to the yang, both sides of that coin, and you need both of them. That, that was an outstanding nugget. And, and I'll stop talking about food right now, Greg. I apologize again. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, what I take away from this personally is that everything that I've been doing in my life, all of the plannings, uh, strategies such as I've applied it to my career and my businesses, those things are, are important to me, fundamentally important. And I know that the day I walk away from any or all of them is not the day that they cease to be important. They, to a large extent, defined me. This, you know, this is my legacy. And so as a business owner or a manager in a successful firm that you have helped build, wouldn't you want to see that go on? And I think the answer in almost all cases is yes. And if so, well, you know, no free lunch, right? You've got to put in the time. You've got to put in the work. And uh, there are resources out there. And uh, one of the best resources probably is that blank page. Just start thinking about it, even if you don't know what to put down on that page quite yet. I don't know if you'd agree with that, Greg, but that's my takeaway. Absolutely. You got to start somewhere and hit the pause button as long as you can. But think of this as kind of the right amount of medicine to make sure you have a good plan moving forward. That's perfect advice. And folks, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, I will, I will give you the website if you'd like to talk to somebody about succession planning. I completely encourage you to go to fminet.com and take a look at uh, what this wonderful firm could do for you. And with that, Mr. Shopman, wherever you are, probably hanging out with Carmen <laughs> San Diego somewhere. I, well, no, you're home right now, but I'm sure. Yes, this is, uh, I, I don't know what to do with myself, so. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I podcast with me, perhaps. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Anyway, great. What better way? It, well, I can actually think of several. I'll call you after. <laughs> but thank you so much for your time. As always, sir, always a pleasure. Thank uh, you. Look forward to seeing you down the road up for another one of these events. Uh, and folks, thank you very much for joining us again for a viewpoint on construction. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. And we hope you enjoyed the show. Check back for new podcasts at viewpoint.com or on the same channel. Craving more thought leadership pieces? Check out our Viewpoint Surveyor blog at blog.viewpoint.com, which is updated several times per week with the latest news, industry best practices, and much more.